so before we get into it, so I'm back on like those dating apps just to like mess around with nothing, you know, just see what's going on. And there's one hinge uh, where when you like, you can leave a comment. And there's some questions that are on there. One of the questions someone answers is like what their simple pleasure is. And she said, my simple pleasure is I like clean sheets. So I liked it and I wrote a comment. I said, who do you think will have the most clean sheets this season? This season? <laughs> uh, that's gonna the chances that, of that going over like a random girl's head is like 90 percent, right but it's it's good though because then you could find out it, if she's actually you know what i mean that's actually good but you know how sometimes you just make jokes for yourself yeah for sure yeah yeah that's that's actually really funny <laughs> that is actually pretty funny did you you should have screenshot that i feel like that'd be a funny twitter do you have do you have, can you take a screenshot of it not uh, at this point, no. Yeah, All right. At this point, that. no, because she blocked me <laughs> <laughs> and reported me. I'm I actually mean, no longer on the app because I was banned. I am banned. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Draft Offsides. I'm with Tico and Enzo. My name is Keith. We had another crazy week, a crazy week, because there was two game weeks within one week, so it was extra crazy. Not to mention there were a ton of upsets. Some ton big of names, upsets. Some big names went down, some really exciting games. Guys, what was the, for each of you, what was the highlight? Give me just one highlight, like one moment, a goal, a win, a kick, someone doing the chicken dance, maybe. Like, what was the highlight? I'm not going to go for the obvious, which is Richarlison actually scoring with his feet for the first time for Tottenham and actually scoring two goals in one game. I'm going to go with... Um, with Bournemouth, how they bounced back and how well they played in these last two weeks. And this last week has been ridiculous. Uh, my was, I was playing Sergei, uh, my brother, in one of in our matchup, and that's the one where Gabriel Jesus went out with the goal and the assist. Mm. So that's great. I think, man, I was going to say Bournemouth. I think that, that winning at United just that first goal. Because like that the second that first goal went in, it was just like I was like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. You know, it was like so excited. Because either way I knew it was, it was I knew it was gonna get really spicy after that. Either United were gonna come back and it was gonna be exciting or Bournemouth were gonna beat them and it was gonna be like a crazy, you know. So either way I knew that was that was just so fun. All right, let's show we hop into studs and duds. We have so much to cover this week, so I really wanna power through. Kicking off suds and duds. I think it's the second week on here. It's uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Tico, what do you got? So he had the most points in game week 15, 35.25 points, projected to have 18.02. He had one assist and he had seven key passes, which I think was like 14 points worth of uh, forehead from the total. And over the last six game, he's, games, he's averaging 19.25 points. He has been on an insane run of games. Wait, say that uh, again? How many points? 19.25 That can't the be last right. six games. And I don't yeah. want to doubt you because you're the facts guy. But that is insane. I said it. Did I not say he was just warming I, up? I was talking shit. I was talking shit about five games ago. And yeah, I got punished. I should have should never doubted them. I don't think I... I didn't really watch this game, obviously, because it was at 4.30. Was he even slotted into the midfield? Because it looks like he still plays right back. And then, like, when they're down, which, they, like, Liverpool goes down every game. When he, they're down, he, like, kind of comes in the midfield. You know, like, when they're pushing. Is that kind of what's not, happening? He's not going into the midfield as much as, say, like, you know, the other inverted... Like Poro, like Poro and Yudogi, yeah. like he's coming in 
but he's doing and he, but he's not really doing overlapping runs, so he's cutting in inside instead of cutting outside, and he's finding space and he's able to put in a nice little ball here and there, and you know it's similar to what he did. He's just not he's not hovering too much in the middle because he doesn't want to get left short in the back. So yeah, he's um he's not going as deep, but man, it's still effective. You know, even despite this like great run of form, he's he's still like forty points off Trippier for for best defender. He's in that well, second. He's, he's in that second slot now, which is good. But Trippi has played nearly every game. That's true. That's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Next one. Gabriel Jesus. So that from mention, he finished with thirty-two points. Uh, he it was his highest total for the whole year. Uh, he had the goal and the assist, so this was a big game for him, and they needed this to beat the. It was against Luton Town, right? Four three. And this was for the uh, game week fifteen, so I was the first team. What do you do? What do you do this week? He was kind of overwhelming this this weekend. He did not do anything. He just disappointed. Uh, uh, he only had six points. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, this is on. That was only his second goal of the season for a striker. I know he's been on the bench a lot, but for a striker of his quality, two goals is not good enough. But you know, thirty points is still good, and he's also been bad on injuries the whole year, which seems like it's always the case for him. Yeah, always the case for him. I think if you're gonna upgrade any position, you'd probably bring another striker in, right? You'd have to, in my opinion, if they want to make a strong competition for the top three there, because Liverpool they're scraping wins, but they're scraping wins, and they they're getting over the line. And I would think they would probably be better off with the, one of those strikers, more traditional, back to the goal, uh, number nine, just hold hold it. Pass it off to Odegaard, uh, Martinelli, Saka. I don't think they go for Tony. I think they go for a player that is in Europe somewhere that's big, got a little bit more of a touch on him because I think that they need that player who has a little bit more of a outlet pass. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I think their issue is going to be money. I don't know if they can afford another striker without selling someone. So that just, just it gets a little tricky there. But um, to me, he's someone I'm not necessarily like jumping on. For that reason, even though I think he is, could still be super viable and super good, I'm not. I'm just a little nervous that someone's going to come in in January. Yeah, no, he's definitely been disappointing this year. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next one. But good to see him on the suds. Good to see him on the suds. Moving on to the next one. Son, Son. That was for game week 16. He had the highest point total from both uh, both weeks combined, 15 and 16, at 40.5 points versus projected 17.1. Uh, he had the one goal and two assists for Enzo's Tottenham, so I'm sure he was happy. Uh, nice one, go ahead, son. Enzo. Hey, nice one, son. Nice one, son. Hey, score another one. Outstanding game. Played on the left. Got a couple of assists. Very good assists, too. Like, he cut up Trippier. Trippier had no chance. Gave me a little shoulder shake and then cut him up. Uh, set up the first goal. So, yeah, it was. Um, I was surprised to see him on the left. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't happy that I saw him on the left, but he... Uh, it looked like sunny, sunny of old, I'll be honest. He had 40.5 points today? Yeah, 40.5 points. Wow. Yeah. wow. I mean, two assists and a goal. And then everything else that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Or one assist and a goal? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you know, I think the best thing, if Richarlison's scoring goals and then Son can play on the left, that's where he really scores a lot of points. Like, he obviously, when he's playing up top, he gets more goals, but he's getting less touches on the ball. And he's getting less opportunity to, like, make things happen. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the strongest position. So him playing off the left, just he's so strong there. And I think from a points perspective, you might get a few less goals, but I think you'll ultimately get more points just from all the other things he'll be doing. Assists, key passes, 
dribbles, like all those things. So if, if this is a formation they stick with, this could be next level. Well, that's the formation they started the year with, except Richarlison was not doing anything. So hopefully if he gets right and he contributes, then they could go back to this formation. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next one. Tosin Adaribio. How do you, what do you got? What, no, what do you got? That, How do you pronounce you, it? Brother. That is all you, brother. <laughs> yeah, that is all you. Adarabioyo. <laughs> Another bio. Yeah. So it was for, yeah. So for game week sixteen, uh, he's the full <laughs> center back. For those of you who don't know, he had twenty five point two five points, uh, which was the fifth highest uh, scoring total for game week sixteen. It was his second start for the year, and last week he got his first start, and he had twelve point five points. Uh, Fulham have been rolling, so this is the player. If you want to write the hot Tim, he might be a player that you might be willing to look at. Did Fulham? I'm like reading this right. So Fulham have won their last two games, five nil each. And they won, they won yes. five nil two games in a row. Yep. And and they won four yeah. four three the game. in the other game? And yeah, they lost? No, they that. lost four three. They won three two. Mental. Nuts. Yeah, there's some uh there's some hot ticket items in that Fulham team. Kind of amazing what just what's happening there. I don't I I I'm not super sure how comfortable I feel about their the defense, but I think it's just a matchup thing, right? If they have a good matchup, you might be interested. Yeah, and they have a lot of players that's been scoring points. Uh, Raul Jimenez, Harry Wilson, William, obviously. So uh, they're on the goal-scoring uh, streak ever since I visited the stadium. So uh, you got the magic touch. Play the matchups. <laughs> hey, you got that. and you got, and then you got the fucking devil's touch when you went to Tottenham, bastard. Well, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Hey, even I have my limitations. <laughs> 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 yeah, he he might he's a he's an interesting one to look at. I think you just have to. I think it's a matchup thing though. I don't think he's someone you can look up and like put in and n not think about it. You know, he ain't gonna be your star in center back. Yeah, no, definitely matchup. Yeah, and then we have a little note here that says the ultra stud, Marco Sensei. So, Sensei. I mean, it's wild because there's some names on here. I just don't know. I haven't. I don't know these guys. Like the last two, I've just never even heard of. Sinesi. Yeah, so this is our recent favorite from uh, Bournemouth. So uh, he had the highest total scoring total for the entire week, uh, game week 15 and 16, mm -hmm. at 50 points, uh, which is kind of crazy. Son had 40 points in one uh, week, but for the total, this guy still, Marco still had more. The last five games, he had 27 points, 23, which is the 50 I talked about, and then 2.75, 11.25, and 8.25. This is when they didn't lose a game. So Bortman is another team that's been trending in, uh, upward. So again, if you want to write, play the matchups, write the hot team, this is someone you might want to take a look at. Rostered at only 4% on fan track. Uh, yeah, again, I'm, to Enzo's point, I'm just not 100% sold on like center backs. That like, I, I feel like what happens with center backs is if the team goes on a good run, then their points shoot up. But if the second things go bad, they're the first ones to feel it, you know, point-wise. Yeah. So. Yeah. For center backs, I think you have to bank on um, the clean sheets. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to shout out Pascal Gross. I think he's at 49 combined between the last two weeks. Pretty damn good coming from him, too. Another another stud. Stud that's close to my heart, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to duds. Julian Alvarez. So this is for game week 15. He got the start, played 79 minutes, and had zero points. Very disappointing, um, obviously, from player of that caliber uh, zero point is pretty rough to overcome and that's the who did they play two weeks ago uh, was it the villa tie to uh, or the loss to villa yeah 
in general, he's been not doing great. Yeah. Like, like he's considering how hot he started. He's dropped off a little bit. Is it safe to say? Yeah, he's dropped off before when he was constantly scoring over 15. Now he's around 10 points, give or take. Which is so good. Uh, it's still good, especially, you know, with the expectation for him was not that high when the year uh, started. But zero points is just pretty crappy. In the game that actually City got dominated as well, if you guys watched it. Uh, do you think Do you think that when De Bruyne comes back, Alvarez is who, is who misses out? At this time, yeah, it looks like yeah, if he's he hasn't been... Don't get me wrong, the last game, he, he, well, he had an assist the last game. Against Luton Town. Well, yeah, again, it was against Luton Town. But, yeah, out of all the players in that front four, I think he's the one that's been uh, not playing as well as he was at the beginning of the season. So when KDB, if he comes back, and he comes back 100%, he's probably going to drop. So it'd be a little leery of, like, it's hard to know with Pep, too. Like, the rotation stuff, sometimes Pep will, like, that guy will be fine great, and Pep will just, like, bench him for a month. Mm-hmm. You just never know what's going on with that dude. He looked at him weird in training or something, you know? Okay, moving on. Next one. Next one on the duds list. Jacob Kiwior? Kiwior? How do you pronounce this guy's name? I have no idea. Kiwi or? Kiwi or. I'm going to go with the, I'm gonna go with the fruit uh, and then or. All right. So this was for game week 15. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm just laughing, Keith, because I put all these like names that he... You're just, yeah, you're, you're kind of fucking me. For that, that yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. You're making me look like it's so. a fool. No, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I, I think partially it's like, if I don't hear the announcers say their names, I'm just going to have no clue. And for whatever reason, like these are just, I didn't watch some of these games and some of these guys are like new to the league or kind of just starting to like come up. So I learned when, with you guys. We all learn together. We learn together. So uh, this was his third star for the year. He finished with uh, negative 3.25 points. So he's an uh, Arsenal defender? Yeah, he was um, He was playing right back. Playing right, and playing this, right back? Yeah. This, yeah. Great pickup, Tico. Great pickup, by the way. So they were playing as Luton Town in one of my leagues. I thought, oh, you know what? This is, let me use my massive brain to this genius <laughs> move. I dropped the player. I added him thinking I would get clean sheet points. And Luton scores uh, three goals. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so yeah, so I had him with the th- negative points, but the last start he got, he he had seven point two five points. So, I mean, on an attacking side, you would think he would get crosses, you know, some uh, key passes, whatnot. But uh, very disappointing. Interesting. Yeah, he plays left back, not right back, but left back. Yeah, <laughs> but he I, he plays left because was is it Zinch- Zinchenko was playing on the left yeah, now. he plays left. Yeah, you know I love that we stat check each other. I feel like we're doing extra a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> doing extra. Uh, Extra spicy today. Next on the list, another Arsenal name, Ben White. For a different game week. So this was for game week 16 against Villa, uh, the 1-0 loss. And he just, again, he finished with negative points, negative point, uh, 0.25. And he was projected to have 10.4. So uh, this was kind of a big thing for him. Playing it right back. Fighting for a position with a uh, player who got injured. Tamiasu. Yeah. So a disappointing outing for Ben White. Yeah, a little bit. Villa. They had Saliba acting flustered like he didn't know what he was doing. I've never seen Saliba play that way before. Like he was clearing balls like above fluffing them. Villa, this last two games, actually the last few games, we've seen it. Emery's got these guys rolling. Who had who had them in the top four? I had a note to shout you out for that. You did have them in the top four. I gotta, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Just like last week where I glowed up Tico's team, I'll glow up Enzo's uh, prediction right now. 
You mean jinxed my team. I jinxed it, yeah, because you stuck <laughs> this week. You're the lowest scoring team of anyone in the league. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens when you talk about it. <laughs> I did it to you. I did that to you. You're welcome. I, I, I jinxed I, you. I, I feel like Tottenham, not only was I the lowest scoring player, I had two players that got their fifth yellow, so they're missing games next week. Oof. I'm not worried about Ben White, so it's bringing it back. I'm not worried about Ben White at all. I think it's fine. I think Arsenal's defense has been very good this year. They've been actually been one of the best defenses. And if Tom, with Tom Uyasu out injured, I think Ben White's pretty locked in. It's not a concern. And next week, I think they play Brighton, which is kind of alarming. And then Ars, and then Liverpool. And then, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal the next two games, but it's not like, I mean, if you have Ben White, you're probably still having to start him. You probably don't have better options, you know. Moving on, next one. Alexander Isak from Newcastle. Yeah, so he finished uh, with two points versus projected 12.11. This was for the game against Tottenham for game week 16. And he scored less than four points in four of the last five games. Newcastle, it seems like they've been very up and down, and this is a down part of it. The last two games combined, they gave up seven goals against Everton and Tottenham, who they're hobbled and they shouldn't really be scoring four goals. We're not hobbled. We're only we're missing Madison and Van der Ven. We're missing two players. We're not hobbled. Yeah, but I think they're two. You're probably two of your most important players, right? And the best player, second Ooh. best player, second best player. Anyway, yeah, no, he missed the he missed a sitter like right in front of goal. Ben Davies got a nice little touch on it. If he got that, would change that up a little bit. But yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't get edge in nowhere, not with Romero there. They had to bring on Wilson. Wilson was more effective. Did you guys like Sun over uh, Madison? Yes. I mean, when you think about like who's like the best player, like the most talismanic player, I think Sun's just been there for a long time and he's pretty important. Madison, I think, can get there, but I think just Sun's more Tottenham than Madison's Tottenham. Yeah, didn't you see his tweets? Whose tweets? I don't follow any Tottenham players. Why would I see his no, tweets? No, <laughs> this is Madison's tweets when he was at Leicester. Oh, no, what he say? Yeah, he used to talk shit about Tom. I hope you beat Tom enough in this shit. He used to, he used to call, uh, I don't know if I say it, but he used to call Gareth Bell monkey. He hated Gareth Bell. Hate him. I mean, Gareth Bell kind of did look like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> in Madison's defense. You <laughs> 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 know, Gareth Bell's like big ears. I got no deal. I got no rebuttal. Right, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, he's just, yeah, Isaac, let's move on. It's just, I think Newcastle just, they have so many injuries, and it's just they're just fatigued. They've started the same team the last or the same exact same eleven the last five weeks in a row, barring the keeper who got injured. That's insane, and they're just like kind of fucked right now. It just sucks. But moving on, the ultra dud Luke Shaw of Manchester United fame. Two games had three point seven five points, one of which he had five. The other one negative one point two five points. He's more productive when he plays left back, but uh, one of the games he switched to center back halfway. The other one he started at center back, so. That's something to monitor, but um, shot center back does not really offer any value. No, no value, and it sucks too if you if you kept him on your bench for like the first three months of the season, being like, oh, I can't wait for him to come back, and he comes back and starts playing center back. Ten Hag needs to go, man. I don't know what he's tinkering way too much, like way too much. I feel the same. I mean, like the Chelsea win is great, and that's like bottom a little bit of goodwill, but losing to Bournemouth, you're right back where you were. You know, you're right back in crisis mode. The issue is that they're they're having that Ineos buy. So Ineos is buying 25% of the club, and like they're not going to fire anyone before that guy gets in there because he's going to be the doing the 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 day to day like decision making on players and stuff like that. So they're probably going to wait until he comes in and then decide if they're going to sack him or not. So I think it's going to be weeks before he gets sacked, even if they lose the next like four games, which is like, you know, they play Bayern Munich, Champions League, they play Arsenal or Liverpool. So I think he's, I think he's going to be there for a while. And I think it could get worse. They're going to play an angry Bayern Munich. Yeah. Angry Bayern Munich is Bayern Munich got slapped around this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. All right, that wraps up studs and duds. Now we have game weeks, and I we're going to speed run these game weeks. We're going to go through them super quick. We're going to kick off game week 15 with Wolves 1, Burnley 0. Wong scores with an Acuna assist. Is that Wong's eighth goal of the season? I'm not sure how many goals he's got, but him and Acuna are on fire. I heard Jota might only be two weeks away from coming back, too. No. You mean Neto? I mean, sorry, Neto. Not Jota, Neto. Is it... I heard Neto might be like two weeks away. Like Damn. one week away from training and then another week away from coming in. So that, that Wolves team gets super exciting with all three of them. Mm-hmm. Ah, if, if Neto can regain that form he had before he got injured. Yeah, and it is eight goals for Wong, eight goals to assess. Bloody hell. Wow. That's amazing for him. Yeah, I'm really happy for him. I would, I, I really like him as a player. He just runs really hard. He's really exciting. Burnley, blah, move on. Yep. Yep. Next game, Luton three, Arsenal four. This was a crocker, huh? This was a pretty exciting game. I, like what Tico said, I think a lot of people were thinking like, you know, they were doing like the, oh yeah, like we're going to get some major points. Arsenal's going to get some major defensive points against Luton. And Luton just showed him up. Man, I was so excited when it was 3-3. And then just, they did Arsenal, I'm not going to lie, they were just, just non-stop balls into the box, just kept attacking, kept attacking. Luton had three in the back. I think they switched to, to four in the second half when they were when they were winning. And I don't think they, they should have switched. They should have stuck to that 3-4-3. Three, three. They also had the lead uh, for the game 4-3. And they had four shots on target, three of them went in. So to me, it's a little... With Ramsdale on the bench as well, that's something to kind of, for me, keep an eye out as well if they make a goalkeeper switch. I don't think they're going to do good. I think that that would make Arteta wrong, and I don't think he wants to be wrong right now. But I think the biggest takeaway is that two of the two of the goals were kind of Raya's fault. Like that little, like they call it like the quarter of uncertainty, like that little area right, right in front of the six. Raya's just like very not good in that space. Nope. So super interesting there. Um, Martinelli scored only his second goal of the season, finally got gone on the board. This is the game where Jesus scored. This is Adebayo for Luton got another goal. Pretty exciting game. Pretty fun. Arsenal just hasn't looked super good the last two games now. Two games on the bounce that they've looked pretty sketchy. Moving on. Brighton 2, Brentford 1. And Bembo scored a penalty and then went off with an ankle injury, and he's going to be out for weeks now. Super sad. Such a bummer. Did Gross score, an and then he got an assist as well? Yep. And then Hinselwood scores with a, a gross assist. That Hinselwood, I think he's, before the game, Deserby said that Hinselwood's like the gross successor on that team. So can play every position, has a lot of ability. So it's kind of funny that he made those comments, and then Hinselwood scored a goal. That was really cool. Validated. Yeah, I think once Mbembo went off for Brentford, they looked pretty, they looked... Kind of out of attacking ideas. That's their talisman. That's yeah. definitely their talisman. So I'm not sure about Brentford going forward, especially with goals. Yeah, I'm, I feel the same way. I, and I think Brighton's been looking a little better too. So I'm, I'm kind of getting back on the Brighton train a little bit. You don't think so? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so-so. They don't look the same as the first few games of the season. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, next game. Palacio, Bournemouth 2. How do we say this guy's name? Sensei? <laughs> we're gonna call. We're gonna. We're gonna call him Sensei. Sensei, sensei Scalord. Wait, so, and now how do you actually say it? Senesai. Senesi. Senesi. Okay, you get the yeah. Assist me on the assist call out, Enzo. Sinistera. Sinistera. Just call him by his first name, Marcos. Marcos. Yeah. Marcos scores an assist from Sinistera. Sinistera is that, and he's uh, Italian. Is that why you wanted to? You want to do that one? You asked me to say it, and I'm doing you a favor. Fucking hell. I know, but you kind of want to, you know you wanted to say it a little yeah, bit. Sinister. And then uh, more scores with a billing assist. Kind of what we talked about. Palace, three-legged dog. They just, they do not look good without Eze. 
And, <laughs> and like Alisa came back and looked so good. And then the last few games has been super quiet as well. Very flat. So, very flat. Yeah. Kind of interesting. He's like, he's Robin and freaking uh, Eze's Batman. Palace only has one point in their last five. Alarming, concerning. Um, I'm dropping their goalkeeper. Any defenders they have, I'm just getting rid of until they get their shit sorted out. Moving on. Bournemouth and Bournemouth's been on absolute fire, just cooking. They're just fire. cooking. Looking but we'll good. talk about them more. Moving on. Fulham 5 4 0. This is the first of Fulham's back to back 5 0 wins. This game, I thought that Steve, I thought, I thought the Forest coach was going to get sacked after this game. I thought it was over for him, but he, uh, he's still there. But what we do, Jimenez 2, Carney. The Jimenez, me and Tico were like dancing in the streets with these goals because we we love <laughs> we love Raul Jimenez, so we were we were happy and that 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 one was sick. That little back heel he did that was so yeah. like that was like vintage. That was a vintage goal. Very cheeky, very cheeky. I feel like Forrest. I talk about like drop off. I thought in the beginning of the season they had some really promising looks, and then their talismanic striker gets injured, and I think pretty much since then they've just totally dropped off. Since Awoni's been gone, they've just been like they've just been lacking. No bloody answer. They got no answer. Yeah. And it's, like they can get into the final third, but they don't have that final pass or can get it to that front man. And they've been switching out that front three like every game. So there's no like fluidity up there at all. And Awani is actually target for Arsenal. So they might try to go after him in the uh, January transfer oh, window. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. And Forrest is another team that has only one point in their last five. But, you know. I know that the Forrest fans love Steve Cooper, but you can't keep having these results. So I'm a little concerned about Forrest as someone who's like a big Gibbs White guy. I'm very concerned. Okay, moving on. Next game. Sheffield 0, Liverpool 2. VVD scores with a Trent assist. And then Slovislai scored with a Nunes assist. Nunes is racking up the assist now, huh? What's he on? Six? Something like that? Sound like Tico. Sort of that. I'm on it. Computing. Honestly, like yeah. this wasn't. There's not really much to talk about this game. Like Liverpool, I expected them to win, and I expected them to win comfortably, and it was a comfortable two 0 win. Well, okay. I, the one thing I do want to say is that Sheffield fired their coach, so Chris Wilder came back, and I thought that even though it was comfortable, it, they Sheffield made him work for it. They didn't score until like the 60th minute. You know, like it wasn't this like they were comfortable, but it was hard work still. Does that you make know, sense? They scored in the 37th minute and then scored the last goal oh, in the night, nine plus four. Yeah, you're right. My bad. But I'm just saying that it wasn't like it wasn't like they they just like ran him over the way that Sheffield had been getting run over. Like, I thought I watched this. I watched parts of this and like I feel like there's a little more fight in this game from Sheffield than they had than they've shown in games prior to this. And then that kind of explains what happened in game week 16. A little spoiler. A little spoiler. Munoz has four goals, five assists, and uh, you mentioned Victor Van Dijk scored. So for the year, he's the fourth highest scoring defender uh, from a center back. That's pretty impressive. It's, it's pretty impressive. So Liverpool keeps rolling. Five goals, four assists. That's that's not bad for that's not bad at all. Not bad for a guy who is everyone says just waste every opportunity. He's doing something right. Villa City, Villa one, City zero. Villa absolutely bossed City in this game. Honestly, I think the difference this season compared to others is teams are actually going at City. They're not sitting back. They're not letting City have all that space and time. They're actually going out. I think that's what's gotten flustered. I think so too. Bailey with the goal. Diaby, second game in a row, they didn't start. And Bailey's now looking very good. He's a baller. For City, I saw statistic that said, any team uh, have coached, this was the most shots against them. I think they had 22 shots, Villa, and mm -hmm. it was the least shots that Pep team uh, took, which was only two shots. Crazy. Considering that this guy named Halal, only two shots is insane. It is indeed crazy. Yeah, moving on, next game. United 2, Chelsea 1. Chelsea just looked terrible. A very bad United team were made to look very good by Chelsea this game, I felt like. McTominay scored twice. 
Palmer scored with a mudrick assist. Connor Gallagher wasn't there, and it was very obvious that he wasn't there. And it just made me realize that I've said this. I'll say I'll say this. I said this in the chat earlier. Chelsea overpaid for players that are underperforming, and it's really showing. And you can just tell. Mm -hmm. And you there's you know you have a few different excuses you can try and throw out there, but at the end of the day, it's just not good enough from Chelsea. And you know McTominay has been a big surprise to me. Just the way he's, he's been the scoring, best. they're finally. He's finally being used correctly, right? Is that what it is? Like he was just—they weren't putting him in the right position. And now he's suddenly being used correctly. I think he just wants him more. Like he's—he's he's Man United through and through. I don't think he's the greatest player. I think he's a very good player. He's a very good role player. But I think this is his highest goal scoring for Man United in a season. He's never scored this many goals. What, he's got oh yeah, four no goals. Way. You can't let him do that. Didn't he have a hat trick when he came on? So is that five goals? Was he it a hat trick? He has eight goals this season, guys. Eight goals Eight, this wow. season? Yeah. Well, remember he had that one game where he came out like the last 10 minutes, he scored, what, three goals or two goals? Oh, my God. So <laughs> another genius move I did is I dropped him against Chelsea and I picked up Joseph Gomez, <laughs> which Gomez scored 14 points, but <laughs> McTominay had like 39. And if I didn't drop him, I would have won. And just to <laughs> clarify, he has he has five in the Prem and then uh, three just in the other in the other Cups. In, in the other yeah, Cups? That's still, that's still ridiculous for him. Yeah. Hey, I also wanted to give a shout out to Midrick, who quietly has been putting together a string of good fantasy games. He's like scored 11 twice, and I think he scored like 13 or 15 this week. So, Tico's fact checking me right now, I can tell. But but I just want to say, I mean, it's kind of interesting, and he's been, I don't know, we were pretty off him. And even though Chelsea's been bad, he's kind of been like a lone bright spot from a fantasy standpoint, if not from a real standpoint. But moving on, Tottenham won, West Ham two. Romero scored early, and it looked like Tottenham was going to cruise. And then, then Bowen scores, and then James Ward-Prowse scored. Make it 2-1. Tottenham, this was their fifth game in a row where they've scored and then lost. Scored first and then lost. Scored first and not freaking got any points. Uh, I think they got one point in that. In that oh, game. yeah, against Man City, yeah. yeah. But we scored first, and we scored first early in these last five games and then we dominate the first half then all of a sudden we just switch off like the hammers had nothing they had nothing that first half they ended it pretty well but they had nothing then they came on the second half and even those goals were just unfortunate one off the post one was a deflection off two defenders do you think it's an intensity thing so you guys start with a really high intensity and then drop off a little bit because you're just getting it's a little tired you're getting a little later in the season and it's a little harder to maintain when he makes his subs because the players are getting tired the players he's bringing on as tico's mentioned before we don't have that depth you know what i mean with like saw was injured for this game so we didn't have him we just didn't have that same intensity that saw Bissouma, madison would give in that midfield you know what i mean and we also don't have van der ven who's covering the back line you know with, with his yeah, speed that's so huge. It's a lot. It's a lot right it's now. A little bit of an opportunistic goal for James Ward-Prowse, but good to see him score and get back on the score sheet. Bowen with a goal. Just Mr. Con you know, continues to be consistent. You'd love to see it. Uh, I want to point out that Kud I feel like Kudus is again and again just proving to be super important for West Ham, even when he's not in the goals. Mm. Moving on. Everton 3, Newcastle 0. This is pretty fun. Like you kind of, I think everyone's kind of rooting for Everton after that. That ten point deduction, pretty good to mm -hmm. see them continue to win. This is their second game, second game in a row where McNeil scored to you know really open it up. So that's really awesome. Good for good for Dwight McNeil, that gangly ass dude. Yeah, and they left it late, man. Seventy nine, eighty six minute, and then ninety plus six. Uh, it was pretty tight most of that game, and you just saw Newcastle just get worn down. They just got worn down. 
they're exhausted. You can yeah. just tell Newcastle just says the team is just exhausted. Anything yeah. else to really talk about here? Well, Beto scored. I don't know if that's... Beto that scored. Ducore scored. Ducore is a ball in right now. Yeah, he's, he's pretty awesome. So is McNeil. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that whole some... midfield. Everton has some good players. Like, did you see that they'd be... If they didn't get that point deduction, they'd be three points off the Champions League spots right now? They'd be 11th, wouldn't they? No. They'd have 23 right now. I think yeah, they'd be which... four... They'd have 23 points. They'd be 10th. They'd be 11th. They'd be 10th. All okay. right. Sorry, I'm off by one. But they, wouldn't they be They'd be four points off Champions League, wouldn't they? Uh, they'd be... No, uh, still fourth place right now. has 33 points, so I'd be 10 points off. Oh, so I don't know what the fuck this thing. I'm absolutely... I mean, probably for Europe. But no, no, no. For Europe. It would be... It'd be four points off Europe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. So crazy. Good for them. <laughs> I knew there was some grain of truth. Yeah. In what I okay, moving on. Game week 16. It looks like we're abbreviated a little bit here. First one, Palace 1, Liverpool 2. Palace scored first and forced Liverpool to really work for it. AU got a red, which I think was harsh. I think it was pretty harsh. That yep. AU red. Salah goal... So that was a little fluky, and then Elliot just absolute banger. Do you see that amazing goal? Do you see Roy Hodgson's comments after this game? Roy Hodgson came on and he was just like, "I'm, I can't. I, when I retire from football, I'm not going to miss it because of the refs." <laughs> like something like so. Gnarly. He literally said that. Well, he also, you know, he spoke about how he's not a fan of VAR, how the game's changing, and you know that's what happened. Yeah, he pretty much. Just, I mean, it's kind of funny because you hear everyone complain about it. When you hear Roy Hodgson complain about it, you're like, "Ooh, actually." Mm -hmm. You know, and like carries a little more gravitas to it when that dude's complaining about it. But uh, Liverpool, first place right now, and I think they're the most like unconvincing first place team I've I've seen, just because they they leave it late, they let a lot of goals in. Yeah, they score a lot, but it's just like chaotic. It's like they're it's like they ride the they just ride the lightning, you know. It's making for a great season, though. If you look out, no one's running away with it. Can we move on from this one? I think Palace is kind of sucks yeah. right now. Liverpool is just doing their thing. So unfortunate for Palace, this happened though. Uh, next game, Brighton won, Burnley won. Burnley scored first, I believe, right? And then Brighton had a really work to score yep. in this game. Gross with an assist. Rodriguez is another player. Um, Rodriguez on Burnley is another player who's been playing very, very well. I think he's he's been like double digits the last few weeks in a row. So if you're looking for, if anyone's looking for a forward, he almost made the waiver list but didn't quite make it. But he's, I think he's been pretty impressive. Brighton, I think they're kind of finding their feet, though. I, I'm not. I think there was a period there where they looked really flat, but I think they're kind of getting a little back to where they want to be. We still think they're not quite where they were. No, only time will tell. Only time will tell. As far as Burnley goes, I'm kind of skipping on that. On Brighton, you know the people that you want to carry. You know the people you want to have. I don't think there's anyone new in that list. Next game, United zero, Bournemouth three. Man, we knew this was coming. We should have like we we placed a bet. We had a few different. We placed a parlay with a few different things, but we we got this part. We got this part of the parlay right. So we were feeling at least a little bit smart, even though we got the other parts wrong. <laughs> Enzo Spart. Uh, and the Villa Arsenal part. And the Villa and the Villa Arsenal part too. Yeah, Which Enzo to did want he wanted to, it to be a Villa win. So kind of balance out. One thing I, I don't think we mentioned uh, in the pod so far for United, Tenag dropped Rashford. So yeah. both of the games he came off the bench. It's Garnacho and Anthony playing in. <laughs> Anthony, I guess this game, he did a cross that was there was no one near him for like twenty yards and he's just pointing to people like, Why aren't you making a run? There was literally no one around him. Do you think I like I'm not even worried about Rashford like that he's gonna get benched permanently. I feel like it's like okay, like these guys sucked this game without Rashford. And like at least when Rashford came on, he ran harder. 
So maybe he'll just cut. Maybe he kind of realized he needed to work a little bit, and it was a little bit of a wake up call. Anthony's Anthony's not good. Like that that penalty against Chelsea. Like the only reason they even that the game the week game week prior. The only reason that even happened is because Anthony like cut into his cut inside where just like there's no point for him to do that, and like Enzo like stepped on his foot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's just like crazy. Like he's just like wild to me that he still gets playing time at all. That's the best play he has. He's so shit. I'm sorry, so I can't stand that, Anthony. I cannot stand. And even it doesn't matter who he played for. Even if he played for Tottenham, I fucking think he's shit. On the board beside Solanke, he's just on a tear. He's looked so good. He created one goal, scored another. Uh, Seniassi, Sensei Seniassi, uh scores. Billing scores. I mean, man, Bournemouth is on a Bournemouth on a tear. There's just there's a few teams on the prem that are just so hot right now. It's like you just would not want to play them. I don't care what team you are, you just would not want to play them. Bournemouth, one of them. Fun little fact here: this was the Bournemouth as a club, the club's first win at Old Trafford ever. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever. Yep. No. Uh, this other thing, and then you put here player of the month. So on United, there was the player of the month, manager of the month, and goal of the month. Can you believe I I can't believe Ten Hag got manager of the month and I can't believe that Maguire got player of the month. I think that's just like that's <laughs> literally just like the league trying to like prop up Man United. It's like trying I, to prop up their asset, you know? I didn't see like the goal of the month made sense because that goal was ridiculous. Mm. Without a month, doubt. Without a doubt. Imagine the month is debatable, but Maguire and and I and I love Derek. I love him to bits. He's a Man United fan, he's part of one of our friends. But when he puts him up on his pedestal and says facts, like this is this is what it's <laughs> like, bro, he's shit. Yeah, United. I mean, I kind of said it earlier, but like they, so they, you thought that they may be turning a corner after they spanked Chelsea that bad, but then they just turned around and just like horrible against Bournemouth, back right back where they started in crisis. Next game, Sheffield one, Brentford zero. You know, Chris Wilder coming in got a win for them. Good for them. Brentford looked pretty boring without Mbwembo in there. Yep. And then also, it's in Buenbo, and then is it Norgard that's missing? Or no, it's uh, and, and Jensen. Jensen. I think Jensen's been out as well. So yep. I think without either of them, it's tough for Brentford. And then Sheffield, I don't think really think you want to mess with anything on that side. No, just move on. really desperate. Okay, moving on. Wolves won, Forest won. I think Forest scored early, first and early. And then Cunha scored with a Sarabia assist. The rumor was that Steve Cooper, the Forest coach, was going to lose his job if they lost this game. I think maybe he kept it for a little bit longer, but... Man, I think I think he's gone. I think he's the next coach fired for sure. The Forest coach, especially if form continues this way. Yeah, Wolves. You know, I mean, there's there's just a couple key guys on that team you want. Other than that, move on. Next game, Villa one, Arsenal zero. What a week for Aston Villa. They beat Man City one zero, then they turn around and beat Arsenal one zero in the same week. What a freaking week! And now they're in second place, third place. Third place. Now they're in third place. No, they're yes, was, oh yeah, they are in third place. Yeah, yeah, third place. And so in the seventh minute, minute Bailey just made an amazing little mosey mosey down the line and dribbled past a few people. And just looked phenomenal and dished off to McGinn, who turned and scored. So both of them very solid. Ba- I think Bailey's kind of cementing himself at least against the big teams. He's cementing himself as the guy. Yeah, but he may have picked up an injury this game. Oh really? Man, he may have picked up an ankle injury. Just FYI. I also think that like there's. You know, it it didn't work as well with Bailey up there against a Bournemouth team. So I think that Bailey might just be more effective against the top six teams that are like really going to press. You know, that are going to press Villa. But when the team sits back a little bit, I think Diaby Diaby might be a better option. Just a thought there. They're both ballers, honestly. Just it's, they are. it's, it's they are. a good are problem. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's some that's some depth that'll win you a league. You know. Yeah. Wasn't uh. 
was City at the top of the table when Villa beat them, or they it was already Arsenal? I Ooh. think Arsenal had already hopped over them. But, but they City if City would have won that game, I think they would they have been yeah, yeah. back up. Yeah. It's pretty impressive going against uh, two potential top of the table teams and beating both That's of so them. So impressive. So impressive. I mean, I think it you know, there's a lot of season left. I mean, but as of right now you have to take them seriously. But they're competing. They're competing for that spot. You know, who knows yeah. if they can sustain it, but they're competing. Next game, Everton two, Chelsea zero. Chelsea just not good enough. They had seventy percent possession, but it doesn't matter because if they lose the ball and get carved up and everything scored. And then the second goal was just kind of like Chelsea was just pushing. So I'm not, I'm, I don't really care, you know, that second goal as much. It was just like that first goal, they just were too easy to play through on the counterattack. They just yeah. don't have that ability to, that grit, you know? That's three in a row for Everton. So they've been cooking up something after. And I think they, the one loss they had before that was the first game um, after they got the point deduction yeah. against United. My, my, you know, I, drew. I think it's three in a row for Everton. It's three clean sheets in a row for Everton too. And they're out of the relegation zone. Oh yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're up by they're up by a little bit too. Yep. So great for them. I think there's some if there's any of those guys around the bench or on the waivers, they need to get swooped up. They shouldn't be though. Like Harrison, DeCorey, McNeil are all just stud. And Chelsea not so good. I mean, I think at this point, as a Chelsea as a Chelsea fan, you're just hoping and Cuckoo comes in and like changes that team and Lavia comes in and gives some relieves some pressure from Casado and Enzo. But I think right now you're just. I'm mentally prepared just to not be good all season. And then, <laughs> you know, for, for the listeners, you can't see. Keith had his eyes closed as he said that because he, <laughs> he had a little prayer, a little yeah. prayer going on. But yeah, I, I don't, you don't want anything to do with the Chelsea defense. I mean, if you have like a Jackson or Sterling, you're going to have them. I was just talking about earlier, Midrix looked all right. Palmer's been in and out of the team the last few weeks. So yeah, we'll you, see there. You've never experienced this, have you? Uh, last year. Yeah, but. This is consistent now. That that was a no. Ban. It feels no. When they had Frank Lampard, yeah, it was last year. No, the first time they had Frank Lampard. <laughs> first time they had Frank Lampard. <laughs> first time they had Frank Lampard. He, he well. led them to top four. They led yeah, them to top four, top four that first season. Yeah. Second season, but the second season, well. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first season he took over a team. The second season he destroyed the team. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I will say we were actually top of the table two months into the season. That that first season, that first full season of Frank Lampard. What happened was that this time period Tico's laughing because I'm going into like monologue mode but what happened was that this time period there was a lot of games and we just had really bad form through this like really dense holiday period and then Frank Lampard got the sack I'm just saying that Frank Lampard wasn't as bad of a manager as people think he is moving on Fulham 5 <laughs> West Ham 0 moving on at that point they're making they're like doing I think Enzo's doing the violin thing everyone's yeah. just giving me shit okay Fulham 5 West Ham 0 this is full of second five oh win. They are they are red fucking hot. This is unbelievable. And then there's with another goal. William scores. I think William might have gotten injured though this game. He came off at halftime. That's a little bit of a little alarm. Mm-hmm. Well, who was it that called? Uh, I think it was uh, Klopp that said Williams an EPL legend. He, he was one of those top managers. And I started thinking about it. This guy has a quite an impressive resume. He's a baller, man. He's Brazilian. He was really good at Chelsea, obviously. He was really important there. Then he went to Arsenal, and I think that had more had to do with Arsenal than it did had to do with him. Mm-hmm. You know, why that didn't work out. And then he came to Fulham, and yeah, he's been phenomenal. Like, last year was phenomenal, and I was just like, yeah, like, how old is he? Is he, it's, what, 33? He took a year in Brazil, and then he came back. That's yeah, like, yeah. a year in Brazil, to me, is like, you're done. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're gonna go to Brazil. Like I, I was shocked he came back and was as good as he was. Well, he was bored. He said he was bored of Brazil, and uh, he is. How old is this guy? As you're looking at that up, I just want to talk about uh, Harry Wilson. Tico, you mentioned that the you mentioned that the fans love him. When I was at the stadium when he came on, they were going crazy for him. Um, not sure if it's a product of their academy or, or not, but and wow. he also reminded me of like um, Enzo said McTominay, where he played with more passion. You could tell he was super into it. He felt he felt um, fed off the fans yelling his name constantly. And I was sitting so close. You, part of me feels like they could actually hear what you're saying, even though there's like so many people, so much yelling there into the game, but. Um, the fans seem to go crazy for the guy. Yeah, he's amazing, and he scored an amazing strike this game. And he's yeah, just, yeah he's been he's been on, he's been hot. Uh, I he definitely was not a Fulham academy product. I'm pretty sure he played for Liverpool at one point. Believe when he was so. younger, even Crystal. Like, wasn't he at Crystal Palace too? There's somewhere. How old do you somewhere. guys think Willian is? Yeah, that's thirty-three. Go on, take out think he is. I'll do the prices right. Thirty-four. Uh, he's thirty-six. Like, isn't he? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Wow. He looks great for a thirty-five-year-old. Yeah, he looks great for a thirty-five-year-old. Yeah. So West Ham not terrible, but it's not good enough. I mean, Fulham just on fire. I think a little bit of bad luck, and then it just kind of capitulated on him. You know. Yeah. That'd be my analysis here. Next game, Luton one, City two. Man, there was a there was a brief moment where Luton was up one zero and. I was like, yes, this is, I want to see Pep just have a mental breakdown on the field. City, sure enough, came back. Bernardo scored, and then Grealish got the winner in the 65th. Right after. It was like a five-minute, like, collapse yeah. on Luta's part. Yep. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone knew they were going to win, but it got me thinking, Keith. Remember earlier in the year, we talked about how the team would look without Alon? Yeah. They struggled really against Luton down. That's how yeah. they look. Yeah, they look true. Little rough and Doku's not around either. I don't know if he's injured or not, but. He's injured. He's injured, Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, the Grealish is kind of coming back now. Are you? Do you don't have it anymore? Sorry, you traded him. No, away. I fucking traded him, but I traded him and I won my next. I won my my last two games, so it was a good trade. Okay. Yeah, I actually wanted to speak about that. Did you guys realize that we are second, third, and fourth in our league, all with the same record right now? Yep. Kind of funny. Coming back, kind baby. Of cute, kind of cute that we're like hanging out on the table together. I was also going to say it also shows that we know a little bit of what we uh, we're talking about a little bit and the. Uh, I lost with Tom, who listens to the podcast, uh, was in first place, and he started a player because he listened to the podcast <laughs> yeah. last week. I don't know which one of you said something positive about Cunha or Solanke. Is. Well, I did. I was thinking I was talking about yeah. Solanke. I was like, I think I said, you know, born that's hot. You know, they're, they're going to score against uh, United or something. Funny. Is he um, Is he top? Yeah. He's oh, top. He's two, he's two games ahead of the three of us right now. Yeah. And most points scored. Uh, okay. Moving on. City dominated despite the scoreline. I think City has not looked as great. You know, John Stones, Rodri, all these players, I don't think they've really worked it out. Like, the four center backs, like, I think there's just a little bit of just weirdness going on. And kind of what Enzo's saying, teams are getting at them a little more. They don't have as much control. And they're trying to, like, they're trying to kill games, but it's, like, clearly not working. So... We'll no, see they what didn't. And they didn't replace the players they lost. You know what I mean? You, they, they did. They, they, they really replaced did. Gundogan. Kovacic isn't like, good enough. Can you can you replace Gundogan? Like, how do you even replace him? He's. I think you're seeing how freaking good he was for that team. Like how important he was for that team. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that now. Mares, they got rid of Mares. Don't get me wrong. I think they replaced him with Doku, which isn't a bad replacement. But Mares coming off the bench was so key for them. He was vile. He was very direct. Yeah. 
I, I mean, let's not like say like City's not putting quality out there. The players they're putting out there are still amazing. It's just something else. I think it's just the metronome that the KDB is that's not distributing the balls. And with the Doku injury, I think Doku adds a lot more dynamic to their offense than Grealish does. Um, and I do believe if this was a more important game against a tougher opponent, Doku would have probably played because I mean, it seems like he's healthy. Oh, he, he, I think he's injured. I think I don't think he could have played. Uh, well, Are you like even last week there was game day fitness. Yeah, so it, okay. I don't think it's anything major. Yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna really see how City does when Hall with when um De Bruyne comes back. But yeah, missing Holland. Okay, next game, the last game of the week. Tottenham 4, Newcastle 1. Udagi scored in the 26th minute after a beautiful little assist by Son that eviscerated Kieran Trippier. And then Richarlison scores his first goal with his feet with after a Son assist. And then another Richarlison goal where I he did his best to mess it up, but somehow still managed to score. He's, after he's, that I, amazing Pedro Porro pass to him, and he just like, took kind of a bad touch or lack of a touch. But it worked out. If anything, it made it easier. Hassan scored a pen that he created, and then Joe Ellington got a consolation goal in like the 90-plus minute. That was our first penalty since Harry Kane left. I saw that. That's funny. You fucking believe that shit? Was that the, are you the last team in the Prem to get a pen? I don't know if we're the last team, but that's the first one for Tottenham ever since Harry Kane yeah. left. That's funny. That tells you how many penalties Harry Kane made. Rich Arlson, looking lively. Is this the future, or is this a, just a single moment in time? Show me consistency. All I ask. Show me consistent. Didn't he have a procedure done? Uh, that's why he was missing. He time? did, and it's On something that had been bothering him for a while. It was like a little inj- like a little hip thing, a little injury. So yeah, I forgot about that. Tico. That's a really good okay. point. Okay, but if that was true, then that second goal would looked a little bit more clean. He still looked like he was fumbling it. It's yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna. He's he's very much like Nunez to me, where I think he misses a lot, but he gets himself in good positions and scores a lot too you know I, I think him and him and Nunez are very similar players to me in that way Son phenomenal just so good I, we talked about 40 points but more than that just absolutely the talisman of this Tottenham team just carrying them on their back doing everything mm-hmm. and uh, and shocked about it like you know he leads by example he's showing the other players what they need to do and how to do it yep. and how to nicest, work hard and yeah yeah nicest player in the league nicest player in the league <laughs> I don't understand why and I, 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 I don't know if I'm like missing a joke but in our group chat Everyone hates Son. Like, what is that? <laughs> Thomas so, Thomas hates him because of what he did to Gomez against Everton. He thinks that he's a dirty player and he does things. To, he, he hurts players on purpose. But there was just like a one-off thing and Son like cried like on the field. And then Thomas yeah. thinks that he was fake crying. <laughs> yes. yes. So weird. It's, it's the weirdest narrative. He, it's he's like holding like, up. But then like everyone else is jumping on it. And then I'm like, what is going on? That's all I'm saying. It feels a little racist. <laughs> it's it's more that no one likes Sanzo. We just want to shout out top players. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, Newcastle, I think just they've been just exhausted. We've talked I've said it a few times. I don't think it's gonna get any easier for them too. They have AC Milan midweek and then they have a tough game after that. So I think it's against Fulham who've scored ten goals in the last two games and haven't let in a goal. So I I'm worried about Newcastle defenders. Maybe if Botman comes back, it's be interesting. But other than that, you can't really start Newcastle defenders right now. No. Woo, guys, we did it. We're done with the games. Okay, I want to move on to waivers. Number one on my waiver pickup, and not this isn't the rank number one. This is the first guy I'm calling out. Uh, Jordan Pickford. Never thought I'd be saying that, but he's owned in 46% of leagues. He's kept three clean sheets in a row. They have Burnley next. So I think this is maybe like a one-week thing because after that, I think they play two pretty tough games. I think it's 
I forget who it is, but it's, it's like I think one of them. Tottenham and Villa or something like that. So I think there's two games that are going to be a little, might be a little bit like out of, even in Everton's hot form, that might be a little bit out of their reach. But I think if you're looking for a one-week goalie, you can't go can't go wrong with Jordan Pickford. With their form. With their form, exactly. Then The next name on this list is someone who I keep talking about, and you guys are both like, man, but it's Alex Moreno, owning 48% of leagues. But Dinge is on a yellow card accumulation suspension, so he will be out. And they play Mebo as Brentford this week. So I think this is a great like spot start for, for Moreno if you're looking for a defender. I guess a team that's really been struggling to create Jensen out and Bembo out. I, I don't think Brentford's creating. I don't think Brentford's doing much right now. So I think this would be a really good spot where you, you got a guy who can add points on the attacking side and also should be pretty rock solid defensively. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think you're right about it being a one week thing with Dinier. I'm just not. I'm not sold on Alex Moreno. Yeah, but I think for for this week, I think uh, next time on this list, we talked about him a little bit. Harry Wilson owning 42 percent of leagues. Fulham are absolutely flying at the moment. Wilson in double digits in three of the last four, and I think the one he wasn't, he had to score the internet point, so it still is really solid. You know, they have a tired Newcastle next, and you know Newcastle. You know they play. I think I just said it, they play AC Milan, and then they're playing Fulham. So. Boom! I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be a really soft Newcastle game, and then after that, it's Burnley and Bournemouth. So there's there's points to be had for Harry Wilson and Fulham. So I think he's he's worth a pickup. Yeah, he's a good pickup. The only thing is that they're Newcastle. They're playing away. The whole year, Fulham is one game away from uh, on the road, uh, which is the first game of the year against everything. Those know. five goals don't travel. Fair enough, but I still think he's good. I I think he's the type of guy. He's a he's classified as a mid, but he plays pretty high up the field. Yep. So those are the mids you want, you know? Next one on the list, Jared Braithwaite. Owned in 41% of leagues. Everton, center back. He's been, like, the reason I think they've been keeping clean sheets. He's, like, just been a beast for them. He's been so good. Three clean sheets, huge part of it. Could be a surprise defender of the season if he keeps it up. Again, I think it's next week for sure playable, and then maybe two weeks where he would have to sit on a bench or get dropped again. But I think he's he might be worth just having on rosters at this point. <laughs> Yeah, man, I picked him up like five weeks ago. Then I dropped him for Livermento like an idiot. And it just didn't work out for me. That did not work out. Rough, rough, rough. But I think he's good. I think that's worth it. Next one on the list, Ezri Konsa. Villa, Villa center back right up against Powell, Torres, the two of them. Owning 32% of leagues. Two clean back-to-back clean sheets for Villa against the two arguably best teams in the league. Ars- right now, Arsenal City. Brent, Brentford and Sheffield next means he's in a good position to keep it up. I think I think that's just like easy. I think if you're really looking for it, that's the one to pick up. I think that's probably my defender to pick up if you're looking for two weeks, putting yourself in a good position both those weeks. Great. And he's just he's just a good player. I mean, he got his first England call up. He's really established. I think he's there. He's there for a while. I think it's just it's just his time, you know. Yeah, I felt bad for him when he went to England. I had to play alongside Maguire. <laughs> he was like what the fuck am I doing here there's some pretty funny memes of like him just like gazing off into the distance like oh my god what's going on here <laughs> next on the list and owned in 45% of the leagues uh, Anthony Semenyo on Bournemouth he's had a really good run I think the last like three or four games he's looked really good I like I think he's been a little like it's because everyone else has been playing so well he's been a little hidden but Enzo we've talked about him a few times where we think he's a good player he's strong we really like um I think especially if you're looking for a forward because the forward position is so scarce that he's yep. a very good one to pick up, especially if Bournemouth keeps rolling the way they are. 
good player. Very good player. Strong. Can't say enough. Athletically. He's got it athletically. He can run right out of defenders. He runs left, right, straight. Uh, he finds a good pass and he gets to the box. Good pick up. 45% surprise. I agree. Surprise. I think they play Luton next as well. So worth picking up. Last name on here is Milos Kirkes. Owned in 50% of leagues. Another Bournemouth guy. We were really hot on him to start the season. I think we talked about him a little bit as like a, a little bit of a sleeper. And he struggled, but Bournemouth struggled. And I think part of it was he was trying to get acclimated to the league and Bournemouth had a really tough schedule and yada, yada, yada. But Bournemouth's yep. finally coming good. He's continuing to like grow into this role and look really solid. He's had a really strong last three starts. And, you know, as we just said with Luton next, he's as good a defender as any to potentially kick, chip in on the attacking and the defensive side. Yeah. Well done, Sergey. He's the one who picked him up. He's the one who's brought him up to our attention. Yeah, he is. And then I honorable mention in honor of Tico is our boy Raul Jimenez. I don't know how much he's... Oh, he's owned in 51% of the league, so he didn't quite make like the official waivers list, but he's been scoring goals. He's hot. Like, baby, baby's back, you know? But so I don't even know what that means. That's getting fucking clipped. That's getting fucking clipped. I don't even know why why I say that. That was weird. Uh, Look out for Justin Tatum. It sounded better in my head. (laughs) Uh, He's rostered at fifty one percent, but that just went up within the last week at by twenty two percent. So when it says the trends, yeah, yeah, so it was like a twenty nine or thirty percent prior to. Yeah, I I think the one comment I mean I told I said this to you in the chat, Tico, is I feel like with him. If he doesn't score, he doesn't contribute much at all. Like, you know, there's other defenders like Mbembo and these guys where they, they're creating a lot for other people and they're doing a lot of things outside of just scoring goals. Rahul Menes is pretty much just a goal scorer, and that's pretty much all he does. So if that doesn't happen, you're kind of not in a great space. But if he's scoring, great, you know? Yeah. Woo! We're just about done, guys. We breezed through it, man. Dude, we did, we did, we did pretty... really well. I feel, I, I feel good. I think we should do this all the time. This pace, I like it. I'm worried like about this pace. all the time. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I just want to do a little bit of like looking ahead, looking through the uh, through our crystal ball to what we what we predict and what we see going into game week 17. I think we kind of already talked about it, but just like the teams that are in form, the Fulhams, the Bournemouth, the Austin Villas, we just gotta be super mindful of who we're starting against them and what we're doing until we have a little bit more clarity because they're gonna be they're continue they're gonna continue to be good. Until you know, this is just a the schedule is super packed, and this is how it's going to be right now. So, what do you guys, what do you guys think? I think the big, the standout game of the week is obviously Liverpool Manchester United. That's that's obviously like the marquee game. I think that's more the marquee game just because of the name Man United has. No, you think it's like a foregone conclusion? Liverpool's going to win. Uh, they should against yeah. this Man United team. I agree. They should. I agree. Yeah, but it'd be nice to see the nail in the coffin though. Because if they have done a like four zero for one game, uh, which is very possible without Bruno and uh, Shaw playing center back, so we'll see. It's honestly like this match United team has me fascinated. Just it's fascinating. What they're gonna, yeah, okay. fascinated, dumbfounded. I think some other games to keep an eye on are the Newcastle United Fulham game. We've kind of talked about it, but Newcastle United have multiple games. Between that, they're gassed. Or they sorry, they play AC Milan. In between that, they're they've just looked exhausted. I don't know if anyone's gonna be back in time for that game. Fulham's been on a tear. This could be another game where Fulham could really pick it up. So that's really interesting. Arsenal and Brighton might be a good game yeah. too. Uh, it's something that uh, Brighton could upset them. 
you mentioned they've been playing a little better the last couple of weeks and so yeah, Arsenal's been playing it's not that convincing <sighs> yeah Forest Tottenham that's another one for Tottenham to come out being very Spursy you know what I mean like we be a top team and we lose to a, a mid-table team so we'll see what happens in that game see if we can carry on the form on that same vein I want to mention Brentford Aston Villa because I can see Brentford really stifling Villa <laughs> and like after two games that were so emotionally huge for Villa are, are they are they pro? Are they like big enough pros to come into Brentford and get the job done? You know, well, and you know they're going to they're going to the Brent, Brentford Stadium. You know, it's, they played at home the last two games, so that's yeah. a huge advantage. So then to go away from home, are they going to be able to to be as dominant or to hold on as they have? So something to keep an eye on, something to think about. Well, the Vegas line also thinks Spurs could be Spursy. They're only favored minus one forty. Huh. That's not that big of that's a. That's not as big as you think. Well, it's really not. Fuck. Forest is plus uh, three hundred five, and the draw is plus three hundred. So wow. So it must be. It must be at Forest, the city ground. Yeah. Yeah. West Ham. Yeah, West Ham Wolves is going to be a good game because they're both. I think that might be. I think that's the hipster pick of the week. It's as far as like a good, solid, two good teams going at each other. Yep. That's my. That's my hipster pick of the week. The official hipster pick of the week. He just stole my game of the week. Did you see that take? <laughs> you just fucking stole my game of the week. They called it hipster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys were going to bet on one game, what would you bet on? Bournemouth Luton. <laughs> and what would you, I mean, but like you bet on Luton? You no, bet on I the bet favorite on Bour- that's Bournemouth? Bet on Bournemouth and you bet big. Okay. Bet big to offset. What about you, Tico? City Crystal. For what? What did you bet on? What did you City. Oh. Okay, yeah, you guys, you guys are betting on the favorites. That's so boring. I'm not. I'm oh, talking oh, about so like, talking about it. Oh, you're trying. Yeah, it's like we... trying to make some money here. Okay. We're, not, we're not trying to. Yeah. Sheffield United, Chelsea. Oh, fuck off! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was real funny. <laughs> 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 ha, 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 ha. Uh, I mean, it's possible though. <laughs> it was very possible. Well, West Ham Wolves. Both of them are plus. Uh, one is plus one eighteen, plus two ten. So West Ham's actually favorite, which is kind of. What's the full of Newcastle odds? Because I think that's the game I would bet on uh, full of. But I don't know. I don't know. What the, I don't know if the book bookies are up to date. The bookmaker plus two eighty. Fulham's plus two eighty. Fulham yeah, plus two eighty. Yep. Ooh, spicy. Okay, we'll have to talk about this offline. Okay, let's wrap this up. I think we're done, guys. This was. A great episode. We covered so much information. Anyone who watches this is going to be so much smarter after watching it. They're going to have so much more knowledge. It's messed up because the guy at the top of the league is getting all the inside scoop from us. Should, should we put out a Fugazi episode and just give out terrible <laughs> advice? <laughs> I love it. Oh, all right, guys. My name is Keith. I'm with Tico Nenzo. This is episode 21 of Draft Offsides. Follow us on X and Instagram and like and subscribe to the podcast on all available places and channels. And we'll see you next week. So I, I got stuck into, suckered into the um, Bovada website for the Brentford Villa game. Uh, <laughs> yes, you Villa is even money. Huh? Villa is even money. What do you mean? Against Brentford. How is they even money? That can't because be Because look at their, look at Villa's away form. How many games have they won away? Compared to home, I think their home form is like ten, like way better than their away form. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I mean, I but, think that's part of it. But I agree that that might be a sneaky one. So, right, we're talking right now. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking Fulham, Villa, 
Liverpool, Tottenham. Look at this parlay I've made. No, so it's City, which is a heavy favorite. Right. Chelsea is a fa- heavy favorite. Uh, Bournemouth and Tottenham. All four of those are pretty good favorites, with the smallest one being Tottenham. It pays plus two fifty six. What about what about you at Fulham over Newcastle? So, but even if you put just Villa, which is even money, it jumps up to plus six thirteen. So if I take him out and I put Fulham, who's plus two ninety five, it's plus thirteen hundred, boys. We're gonna be rich. We're gonna <laughs> be rich.